0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Mahomes has the time delivers perfectly downfield touchdown Patrick Mahomes with a rope this one Adams
1: for it. He Hello and welcome along to a bonus edition of roto Overtime on roto Radio. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm joined on today's show by our regular co-host, that is Sean Siegel. We're also joined by Anthony Amico, who you can follow on Twitter at Amicsta, that is A-M-I-C-S-T-A. Ourselves and Anthony are doing an FBG, that is a Football Guys Players Championship draft over at the FFPC. Top prize is $500,000, entry fee is $350 and there is $3.769750 million dollars in prize money so there's a lot up for grabs here it's going to be a fun contest we do a couple of these each year and uh, this is the first one we've had this year we've got a lot of positive feedback on the drafts that we have been doing and sharing obviously it's always great to hear uh, Sean and his thoughts and how he's making those selections it'll make you a smarter drafter along the way so we're joined as well by Anthony Amico in this and it's going to help with those decisions while you're on the clock because you can hear exactly what these guys are doing on they're on the clock. So we have a couple of rounds down. We've started off from the 11th spot with Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, TJ Hawkinson. We are hoping that we can get ourselves DJ Moore here in just a little moment. We picked at spot 11, two picks to come back to us. Hopefully we'll get DJ Moore. If not, we may have to check some other options here. But it's going to be a fun draft. We're going to see how long we hold out with our zero RB approach in this one. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch that. Before we get into the draft, just want to let you know, as a podcast listener, you can sell, save yourself 10% off a Rotoviz NFL pass. All you have to do is add the code RBRADIO2021 at checkout. Go to Rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. That's going to help set you up for the season. It'll get you all the content up on the site, get you all the Sean's articles, get you all of the tools, everything we talk about on the show. To be ready to go to win a championship in 2021 so we'll get into it we're going to see where we're going let's see if we can get ourselves dj moore uh, i think the other thing to help with that is there's dj moore Um the other player i have in the queue here moving forward there's a there's a couple of guys though but we have Deontay johnson um t higgins who usually goes a bit later and there and chris godwin any of those guys if dj moore's gone any preference over the rest of the guys there um Anthony?
2: Oh, I that's, yeah, that's a tough question. I mean, I, I, we wouldn't get a chance, I guess. On I'm trying to look at these ADPs, you are unlikely, I guess, to get yeah, uh, DJ Mor. DJ Mor Moore goes. Comes. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I hoping mean, that would happen. Yeah, I think we're. Again, I want to hear what you guys think, but we could double tap tight end and and take Andrews, or I'd say we just go the next tier down. Um, we could take we could take a Rams guy. We could take Cooper Cup. We could take Higgins. Uh, I'm kind of curious, what you guys think. I would leave We're not gonna I... get
3: Higgins if he if we don't take him here. And so if we think that he has sort of that CD Lamb potential. Colm and I are kind of on the Bengals bandwagon. We think they're going to have three top twenty-four, maybe even three top fifteen wide receivers. Do you think that's in the mix for the Bengals?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they can throw the ball seven hundred times. So, uh, I'm I'm definitely good with T. If that's if that's the guy you guys love, uh, I'm on board. I mean, I think the range of outcomes with him, and uh, and CD is about the same. So we take T.
1: Higgins there, and I know it is you know it's a bit above ADP in that, but I I'm happy to take him anywhere normally from five picks after that, and I think that like the upside now of having Redley Hill and Higgins as your Three wide receivers and then Hawkinson, I think, is is extremely good. I know Sean likes Deontay Johnson. Um I would like um Higgins over him and slightly over Godwin. Um so it's gonna be interesting. I think we've in terms of how things started, I would I would rather get DT more there, but
2: I think things have uh started pretty well for us. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I mean, I think uh because I, I don't Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean I I just can the board break much better? I mean, you know, we missed out on one guy by one spot. We still got, we, you know, we replaced DJ Moore with another like uber stud young guy that has a an awesome ceiling. I mean, we have our tight end. We don't have to worry about reaching for these like mediocre tight ends um, because I, I think that F, you know I think tight end premium means good tight end premium. Uh, but so we don't want to pay for these. We don't want to pay for these like uh, you know touchdown dependent low volume tight ends. Uh, and I feel like that's what happens in these FFPC leagues if you don't get the guy early who can who can secure that volume. And uh, I'm, I'm not to pick on any teams, but Team 6 has started with three running backs through three rounds.
1: Do we get a, a four-running back start here? We'll see. See what the Urban Sombrero has for us. <laughs> yeah, hope, hopefully we'll see what happens, uh, see what happens being pushed down. But, yeah, I think I, I'm really pleased with with that start. Um puts us in a really good position now moving forward. Um, Sean, any I know we're looking quite a bit ahead. Any targets that um, you're really hoping that are there for us when we we come back now in that fifth, or sixth turn?
3: Yeah, there are going to be all kinds of guys that could make the difference for us here. We have we're in better position to take advantage of a Javante Williams, something like that, if he falls to us as he has on a number of occasions. Before we get to that, I just want to point out that. This start is fantastic, right? We talked about that tier break. We saw the tier break happen. But unlike in some of the other drafts where we've been kind of in this spot, we have Hawkinson, which I I really feel like could be the pick. I think that he has that chance to jump into the Kelsey Kittle Waller group. I mean, he's got that athleticism. He's made great progress through the first couple of years. He came in as a fantastic prospect. He's more athletic than people realize. I mean, you're talking about a guy who could, lead the tight end position in targets. And in addition to the the brilliance of those top three tight ends as talents, the volume does play in, right? And so if you can put that in there, then you you have a home run pick and it, it solves the need at tight end, where if you'd have to take tight ends later, you've got to take more of them, it costs you roster slots, then we come back around, we get Higgins well above ADP, but he's not going to come back around. I haven't had a chance to get in in a draft yet because the question is always, do you want to take him like two rounds ahead of ADP or do you want to not get him? Well, that's a, that's a tough choice, but we've mentioned DJ Moore, how he has everything about his profile that Stefan Diggs had last year in terms of being ready to make the leap to being a top two or three guy, except he's got Sam Darnold, right? You look at T Higgins, I'm not suggesting in any way, shape, or form that it's the most likely outcome, but even with the other two elite receivers there, I think Higgins could finish as the wide receiver one. I think he could be the number one guy. And so with that situation, him jumping up, what he has in his profile to be Justin Jefferson plus, I mean... I like where we are. So now we look at these wide receivers coming back into the five-six range. We want to keep loading up. People are going to give us some bargains here. Anthony, who should we be looking at for our next group of receivers?
2: I mean, I love. I would love if we could get Ayuk, Claypool. Oh, yeah. Those are the, those are the guys that I'm that I'm really into this year. I mean, I, you look at their ranges of outcomes, like based on guys that that have you know preceded them with similar profiles. I mean, Ayuk looks the part of a wide receiver one um, and he's kind of being discounted because of what we talked about before with the the potential volume concerns. um, uh, The fact that, you know, Kittle now is healthy, you know, Debo Samuel now is healthy, but I still think that Ayuk has, you know, an extremely enticing profile uh, and Claypool. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, he was fantastic last year. Um, I think that, you know, we see guys like Claypool increase their target share in year two um, you know, he's someone that the team admitted openly last year that they weren't giving as many reps to because they didn't want him to hit that rookie wall. Now he's in year two. I think that gives him a way better chance to, you know, potentially lead this team in terms of receiver snaps, uh, obviously gives him a ton of upside. He's really their only red zone target out of that receiver group. So I, uh, those are, those are the two guys I'm, I'm really driving for here.
1: Yeah, I think the best thing could happen to us here moving forward now is Josh Allen has just gone off the board. If we could you know, get Lamar Jackson in one of these picks going off the board as well, it's going to push some of those guys down um, would put us in a, a really good spot. Um, Deontay Johnson has gone off the board. Um, I think um, Jerry Judy, I know Sean is, is somebody Sean likes, and he's kind of started to bring me around. Uh, I was more on, on the Cortland Sutton side of things, but um, have drafted a lot more of Jerry Judy over the last couple of weeks there um interesting to note that team four has auto-drafted all um five picks so far (laughs) and is ending up with quite a quite a decent start um so um it's going to be interesting to see how his team ends up i think he's forgot that the draft is on um but we're going to come back up to our pick pretty quickly here um i think if we can get and we should be able to get two out of any of those wide receivers that we mentioned would put us in a and a phenomenal start here, if we can get them. Because those guys, like Sean hinted at at the start, as Dallas Goddard goes off the board, which is going to help us there as well. Um, as Sean mentioned, a lot of the time, these guys are going in these picks just before us, whereas now they look to be kind of fallen to us. So I don't want to curse it too soon, but let's uh, let's see who who can land here for us.
3: And you know, if we don't have exactly the guys that we want, uh, where are you with Javante Williams? Is he someone that you're deviating from zero RB to take in some drafts? And, and what are your thoughts on the dual threat quarterbacks? Very, very expensive. Uh, there is definitely risk when you're passing up these types of players, when you've got guys like Rogers, Brady, Burrow, much later, and then the dual threat rookies much later. H- how do you like to play the quarterback position?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we're at a point where the depth at quarterback, especially in some with some of these dual threats, is is almost so good that we can we can pass on the the top guys unless we get them at a really good value. Um, you know, certainly replacing the production sometimes of like a Lamar, a Kyler, it can be difficult, but I don't know. I, I think that like, especially with the infusion of these rookies, I think that there is like some ceiling upside now later at quarterback that we maybe haven't seen in the last couple of years. Um, you know, we haven't even talked about a guy like Jalen Hurts, who we know can run around, um, burrows down there. So I don't know. I mean, we just went on the clock here. Ayuk's gone. So I, I kind of feel like we're choosing maybe between these Denver players, you know, we could take Javante Williams here. Um, we could go for a guy like Claypool, though. I think he might make it back to us. So what do you guys think?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm good for making the move for Williams, at, but Judy and Claypool, we won't be able to get both of them, in all likelihood, Judy comes back into this range. Claypool comes back into this range occasionally. Uh, we would we would hopefully have someone like a Lavisca Chenault later, maybe a Juju Smith Schuster to play. You know, some of those teams in a little bit different way. Colin, what are you looking at at this point?
0: I,
1: I would probably try and get two wide receivers here in honor of Anthony. All right, all
2: right. I, th- I
1: think we would go. Uh, I think I would go with Judy here. Can we lock show. up
2: Claypool because he has ADPs earlier, and we can okay. Go We're going to you.
1: back. The uh, the guest rules in those scenarios, so we have taken Clayton. But I I just think we just with it being a you know a, a in season managed league, I think we just take the chance and we we
2: live Anthony's dream out here live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would just love, I would love to to live the dream like uh you know like Blair did last year with with Sean. You know, just waiting until the nether regions of the of the draft, uh, taking Zach Moss. I think is your RP one, and then having a really high finish in the overall. I mean, that's just, that's the dream. Um, I, I'm with you guys on Judy, by the way. I mean, you look at his profile versus Sutton. I know that Sutton had, uh, you know, that excellent second season, but I mean, Judy, I think nuts to bolts still has probably the better profile still managed to produce last year in a, a less than ideal scenario. Um, I'm definitely on board.
3: And we had some news come out today that Sutton may not be a hundred percent. And that wouldn't get me off of Sutton, but it also doesn't surprise me. I think that things really are tilted in the favor of Judy. And Anthony, one of the things that we like to do, I'll be interested in your take on this. We like to take Judy and then take Hamler in the last round. I think Hamler gives us kind of that second shot to have the young Broncos breakout player. In my personal rankings, uh, which you know I, I don't even necessarily put out because I don't want people to take Hamler like in round 12, I don't think Hamler, there's
1: that big Hamler's the 101 and
3: Sean's ranking. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's the uh, I don't think there's that big a difference between Hamler and Sutton and Judy either.
2: Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, well so you know I, I was trying to get Hamler from you this year in, in our dynasty league, so I am obviously uh I'm obviously a fan. Um that's a little spicy. I mean, I think that Hamler profiles as like a Deshaun Jackson type player if all things are going really well. So I don't know. I don't know if he matches up quite with those guys, but definitely, uh, definitely ceiling potential. 100%. It's like he would be
3: a better selection on all 31 other teams. Uh, so, Judy does come back around. The picks in the interim were Melvin Gordon and Kenny Galladay, which do still put Javante Williams in this very enticing spot. But we have committed. We're going to go ahead and select Judy. Uh, That extreme zero RB build that Anthony is referring to is one that Blair Andrews and I performed uh, in some ways, willingly in some ways against our will in last year's FFPC main event. Uh, We got off to a fantastic start because our receivers all put up like 20, 30 point games in the first couple of weeks. We were out there in front. Then we got into a situation where we actually didn't have running backs. And one of the things we talk about a lot in 2021 is that's almost impossible to do. Like we've been fighting off Javante Williams in this draft in order to keep taking wide receivers. But it's almost impossible to have running back, to not have running back scoring. The position is so deep. And yet Blair and I managed to do that. We ended up with Hines and McKissick really as our only guys to the draft. But the receivers, again, at the end, scored so many points that they won the league, scored so many points that they were one of the first teams. If not, I think it was like the second or third team that wasn't a Camara-Diggs team in the final. We finished 31st overall. I mentioned that because we were talking about it, but also because it gives an example of zero RB in real events. And I think sometimes when we're talking about this, some listeners, some readers don't think that we actually do this and that it actually works. And yet the numbers are very, very much in our favor.
1: Yeah, it does work. The one thing I'm wondering, Sean, I still can't figure out why at the 111 last year you didn't draft Alvin Kamara. What happened there? (laughs)
3: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if you have Christian McCaffrey last to you with the 11th pick, which unfortunately didn't in this draft, I would recommend selecting him. But if that's not your option, then you're going to have to figure out some approaches that allow you to get those points back. One of the things that we did was take Tyreek Hill, take Calvin Ridley, try and not allow the Christian McCaffrey owner to be able to start McCaffrey Metcalf Jefferson. Unfortunately, the rest of our draft did not comply And so the McCaffrey owner gets this amazing draft where he has McCaffrey and then two of the most exciting wide receivers in the entire NFL. So one of the reasons that you do this is not just to win your own spot, but to keep other players within your league from having an Uber team. You don't want the guys who get the number one pick to also be gifted all the best players, which is what happens if drafters don't follow the right structure. Fortunately, we're in a great spot. We have Hill, we have Ridley, we have Hawkinson, and then followed it up with Higgins, Claypool, and Judy. One of the fun things to do here is to continue to take some wide receivers. Some analysts will look at this and say, you're just kind of being silly. You're trying to take it to the extreme to have fun with it. At the same time, if we have those wide receivers, it's almost impossible not to dominate the bye weeks. And Anthony, bye weeks are going to be a big deal as we get deeper into this managed contest.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think I talk about this to people all the time. It's like you already have – like right now, people would look at our roster and say, we already have five receivers. Like you can't start <laughs> – you can't start them all and you can't start anymore. But uh, I think – and this is something that you've talked about and written about so much. Like by continuing to pound away at receiver, like we're just expanding our advantage. Uh, it's not actually a detriment to us because we're avoiding some of these running backs that uh, maybe have less intriguing profiles – uh, you know, we're increasing our advantage at the receiver position, which is a position of strength, uh, allowing us to continue to dominate the flex. And uh, that's just overall way better for us, I think, uh, as a team.
1: I think it's going to put us in a, a really strong position here too as we get back into these next picks. Um, it was, that was the kind of point I was most concerned about was the last two picks as to who would be there available to us. So I think so far... I think it's worked out pretty much as, as well as we could have probably hoped. So um Anthony, what are some of the guys you might be interested here um in this turn and like like we mentioned there about the bye weeks, do you think that we continue to to aim at the wide receiver position? Have you any interest in a, a second tight end out of maybe Fant or Thomas or, or are we starting to potentially look towards a,
2: a QB? Yeah, I mean Fant obviously does have a pretty intriguing profile as well. Um I don't know if we want to be super uh, indebted to the to the Denver Broncos this year, but I mean, you know, Fant and Hawkinson obviously on the same Iowa team. Uh, Fant definitely has a very similarly intriguing profile, so I would consider him. And and on the receiver side, um, we're getting into that Debo, LaVisca Chenault range, and uh, those are two guys that I definitely really like. I mean. Chennault, i i think i mean i i couldn't possibly describe him as well as sean does and i think as him and ben have done on on stealing bananas so i would say just go listen there um but I, they, they've they made a compelling argument i think for debo as well a couple times where you know debo is this uh, receiver that's been like incredibly efficient and is still you know pretty early in his career even though he's a little older so uh i'm intrigued by both of those guys i also love tyler boyd um Again, I don't. I don't know if we want to. Uh, I don't know how much you guys think about like having two guys in the same team, you know, whatever in these managed leagues versus like a baseball. But
1: if it's in the highest scoring offense on the NFL, like the Cincinnati Bengals, we're all for it. Our Bengals.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody! This is Dave Cabin from the RotoViz flagship podcast. Just stopping by to say thank you for listening to RotoViz Radio. We're offering our listeners a special 10% discount when they use the promo code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Again, that's 10% off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2021. Thanks for listening and keep on tuning in.
1: Before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN plus begins Saturday another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has
2: experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash
1: talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Yeah, uh, actually, one of the teams, Sean, we had last year that done pretty well was the We had the the Panthers and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, so like you know those things can work out very well as long as the players are very good.
3: And that's a little bit we're hoping for with this Broncos team because obviously they got the (laughs) quarterback who did that. So (laughs) you know we'll see if any of that comes to fruition. Anthony, are there any running backs in this range that you'd be tempted off of the wide receivers? Let's say only one. We've got about four guys we really like at wide receiver here. Let's say only one of them come back around, or even say two of them come back. Is there a running back who tempts you enough to move to a lower scoring position at this point in the draft?
2: You know, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't really love the names that are there at the top of the board. I mean, I think I, I like guys like A.J. Dillon. I like Ronald Jones. Um, but those are maybe, I think, too early for us in, in at the 7-8 turn. I'm not really as big on Michael Carter as you guys, I mean, I think you guys have made some really good arguments for Michael Carter. I'm still just a little worried about, like, just the overall system, you know, the fact that I don't think the Jets are going to be a particularly high-scoring team. Uh, you know, I would expect them to rotate backs. I, I don't know. I mean, I know that that's probably... I, I have a feeling that that is going to be the player that maybe we would have to have some discussion over, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not particularly enthralled by him this year.
1: For me, on this range, it feels like... I think we probably would look to potentially hit um, wide receiver again twice. I I think where the running backs really start to become very interesting is in that 9-10 range. And I think the guys you mentioned, like Dylan, I know somebody that me and Sean like a lot this year, Zach Moss, uh, and like James Connors in that range too. They're kind of guys that I might be hoping to get, but I think we can probably get them in the 9-10 range. Um, But I think it is interesting, um, and I know we don't want to be... All in on the Broncos now that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be the quarterback that Sean was hoping all offseason long, but um, I think Fant blasting this long is quite interesting with nine tight ends already off the board. How, Sean, do you feel about a second tight end? I, I, it's not really something that I'm really in, you know, in managed leagues pushing to do, but I think, I think we're looking to a spot here where I thought he might have been gone around and a
0: half ago.
3: Well it's another area where we get a big advantage on the league. It gives us both the floor and it gives us the upside. Uh, if you have your tight end breakout in FFPC leagues, then he makes a very good flex and he gives you more flex depth again during the bye weeks and so you can play that both directions. Uh, I've had plenty of situations in which teams going into the fantasy playoffs going into the race for the $500,000, that number one tight end goes down and then you're kind of looking at, this drop off from being a super squad to being a squad where you've almost got an empty starting lineup spot so how do you work through that so i'm torn because i'm going to have a really hard time not taking the wide receivers that have come to us in this draft we finally have that dream scenario where the wide receivers have fallen to to take a tight end would be difficult so I don't know, Anthony, it looks like everybody is going to get to us. Who should, who should yeah, we take? This is,
2: this
1: is just, uh, this is dream stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is quite difficult. Because <sighs> I'm, I'm tempted to just say, like, if we take, if a fan makes it to us here, we take him. and then we're, we're guaranteed, like, one of these receivers on the way back, uh, and we have kind of depth in both spots. Um, if we want to kind of be a little more aggressive on Hawkinson, just out and out being the guy, you know, then we double tap receiver. So that, that's kind of the decision. And there goes Logan Thomas.
3: So Logan Thomas goes, I was going to say, I've taken Logan Thomas ahead of Fant in a number of drafts. Would he be an option there or at least give us some confidence that the team at the turn wasn't going to take a tight end? Now that team does not have a tight end. So Fant being selected there does feel like a big risk. Man, to have Chenault come to 7-11 and not take him would be brutal. It's hard hard to get a feel for what the the team in between us might do. Their team is – you know,
2: receiver needy.
3: Two, two <laughs> receivers, and so they they need a receiver. They need a tight end. No guarantee that they'll go that route.
2: I think I would re- I, w- I would
1: regret not having Chenault more than I would regret not having Fant if we have that, if it's
2: coming down to that.
3: Yeah, I mean Chenault's more likely to come back, but I can snap either one real quick here, Anthony. Who do you like?
2: Let's take Fant, and we're gonna trust the process. Chenault's making it back.
1: We're getting visco on the way back. If he goes now, I'm going to break into tears. Now, if we're and, gonna, what, trust- I, I'll set, I'll settle for the Tyler Boyd's there too. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. quite happy if we if we have to settle for Boyd because, at least then we have two pieces of that uh, explosive Bengals offense.
3: Well, I, I know I was in a draft recently where Debo Samuel went before Ayuk. That drafter got hammered for making the biggest reach in the draft. I'm a huge fan of Kittle. I'm a huge fan of Ayuk. I don't think it's remotely impossible or even unlikely that Debo Samuel leads this team in scoring out of those two positions. Is is that a possibility, Anthony?
2: It would be, I think it would be difficult, but I mean, again, Debo is a guy like two years ago, we were all really excited. You know, after two years ago, when he was a rookie, we were all really excited. So what really has changed? I mean, I know that they added, they basically added like a, a potential alpha in IU, right? I mean, that's, that's a big deal, but Um, You know, I think what's nice about like these San Francisco guys, the Cincinnati guys is that their median, like our expectation of them is already really high. Uh, And then you factor in that there could be uh, some kind of injury or some kind of chaos. That's like almost like a super zero RB, you know, selection at receiver because we have all this upside and then actually that's not as much up. That, we're not in that ceiling. There's actually more ceiling. So, uh, but Visca makes it back to us, by the, the way. The, this has worked <laughs> out
1: incredibly. Um, Sean and Anthony went for Fant. Adam Troutman went off the board with the next pick. And DJ Chark went off the board with the following pick. So, I don't know. You aren't going to break my heart here, guys, and, and <laughs> deviate from Chanel Darius. Wheels up.
3: It, so, Boyd, Samuel, tough guys to pass on in round yeah. eight. But we do have low And now, you know, one of the things that's been bizarre to me, considering how if you draft a running back, it pushes wide receivers down. If you draft a wide receiver, it pushes running backs down. But in all of these different leagues, when I go running back early, then the wide receivers don't come back. If we go wide receiver early, then you get this embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position. But again, <laughs> that doesn't hurt you because right. what you want is this embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. One of the things that allows you to do is go for even more upside than you might have otherwise. I think that Claypool is a little bit of a riskier pick. Now, we selected him on our Stealing Bananas team as well. I think there's a decent chance that he finishes third out of this group, finishes behind Johnson, behind Juju. Those two guys are very, very good. And then you look at Judy. Could he finish behind Sutton? Obviously. Could he get boxed out by Fant? Obviously. You, know, you look at LaVisca, and there's a, a very real possibility. And we've we've talked him up so much. You, know, you have to remind yourself and listeners not to get in you know, in round four or something silly like that, it's very reasonable that Chark, who was picked one slot ahead of him here, could finish not just with more points, but with a lot more points than Chenault does. However, within the context of what we've already done, we've created a team now, again, we talk all the time, you want to get six of the top 15 overall wide receivers. We're very much on that pathway with not only taking a lot of receivers, but the profile of the receivers we've selected.
1: Yeah, like when we look at, you know, Hell Ridley and Higgins to start off and the the upside then of, you know, Judy Chanel and Claypool all heading into that second season just puts us in a really, really strong position. Um, I, I think we have a huge amount of upside here and I think, like you mentioned, the possibility of us having those guys in the top 15 wide receivers, I think we're in a really good spot. The other thing that I, I think that having Fant there does is like if Hawkinson doesn't work out, we're kind of having two shots at guys that we think is going to get break into that elite tier and then if like if both of them break in we're just in an incredible situation so i i think so far i don't really know if this could have went better for us And we'll leave it there for today's show. Still no running backs uh, on the roster. We'll see what happens now over the next uh, couple of rounds, but it's going to be uh, enjoyable. I'm really looking forward to sharing the rest of the series with you. We have so many uh, interesting picks that will come up. Obviously, we have done this draft. I know what happens recording this after, so I don't want to spoil it all for you, but it's uh, it's going to be fun. I'm really happy with how this team turned out. Some of you will already know how the team turned out. You'll have seen it on my Twitter feed. If you want to go there give me a follow it is at Overtime Ireland uh, as well if you want to let me or Anthony know your thoughts on the draft so far what things you might change what decisions you might make just let us know uh, you can let Anthony know at Amixta on Twitter make sure you're following him check out his sub stack as well it's at amixta.substack.com lots of great content coming your way from him there of course my co-host is Sean Siegel check out his great work up on rotavis.com. We'll have all the regular rotoviz Overtime content coming over this week as well. We'll have three of those. We're splitting this draft and recap series into five, so you're going to have seven shows coming your way on the rotoviz Overtime podcast feed this week. If you are a listener to the podcast through the main feed, make sure you subscribe to the rotoviz Overtime podcast feed because these shows will be going up there much sooner than they will be going up on the his main feed, just with the volume of shows that get posted on the main feed. This will be split out over two weeks on the main feed. It'll go up all this week on the road of his Overtime podcast feed. So make sure you're subscribed there, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a written interview as well. We do much appreciate that. We've gone past the 100 uh, reviews mark, and uh, we're keeping that pushing on. Let's see where we can get. Before the start of the season, we may even run another contest over the next couple of weeks regarding those iTunes and Apple reviews uh, so thank you for that continued support so we'll be back with more shows as the week progresses hopefully you're enjoying the content until we're back with another episode of is Overtime have a good one